This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Hey guys, it's Adam here. Before we get into the intro music and the rest of the episode, I want to let you know that on March 16th at the Wilmar Center, that's Saturday, March 16th, we're going to be hosting Story Slam Courage, an evening of stories and song. Featuring great stories from some of your favorite storytellers. And then after the stories, we're going to have a little concert featuring Nicholas Blazina of the band State and Madison. Nick writes amazing songs. Well, really, amazing stories in the form of song. It's going to be a great time. It's $5 at the door, and that includes your entrance fee, and you get a raffle ticket for the raffle prize that we always do. Nick recorded a little something to let us know that he's excited to be here on Saturday, March 16th, and to share a little bit of a song with us. Hey, I'm Nicholas Blazina, and I'm excited to be joining you for Madison Story Slam on March 16th. Play you some songs, tell you some stories about myself. Hopefully, drink some scotch with Adam afterward. Uh, here's one called We Are Two Parts of the Same Thing. We are two parts of the same thing. are the absent irony We are a cold breeze In those autumn trees We are the oxygen they need We are the air each other breathes We are two parts We are two parts of the same
Welcome to Madison's Story Slam, the podcast where we hear great stories from great people and build community. We have got a great show in store for you today, but before we get on with that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you could do us a favor, hit the subscribe button, and while you're there, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast app, or wherever you're able to do those things. Ratings help people find the show, and reviews help me know what you like about the show, maybe what you want to see different in the show. It's all good. Those are great ways to help build the podcast and support us. If you want to support what Madison Story Slam does even further, you can go to patreon.com slash Slam where you can become a monthly patron and help support the show that way. Thanks so much to everybody who's doing that, and we challenge you to do it as well. Just a reminder that on March 16th at the Wilmar Center, we've got an evening of story and song. The theme is courage for the first half, and then the second half of the event is going to be Nicholas Blazina singing some great stories in the form of songs. On today's episode, we've got Tyson Purcell telling us all about how he has three and a half feet of scars on his body. But first up, it's Ryan Hack telling us all about how he broke his arm and thought he was going to die. So, on a night about 10 years ago, I was completely sober. So you know this is going to get nuts, right? Um, I was at, uh, hanging out with some friends downtown, Jeff and Jeff. Uh, that's true. But one of them was very tall, and one of them was small. And that sounds made up, but it's not. Uh, so we're hanging out. It was misting out. It was not raining, but it was wet. And it was, it was one of those things where I had my backpack on. I was leaving. They had two wooden stairs going down to the sidewalk. And it was like in a movie where I stepped and then just went, and landed on this side of my body, and then I did that thing where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, boy, <laughs> okay, that's fine. So Jeff and Jeff both run out, and they're like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, I think I'm all right, I think I'm all right. And then I'm like feeling around, and I'm like, I think I should go to the hospital for sure. And uh, the thing was, like, I'm not, I didn't major like in anatomy or anything, but usually your elbow's like down here. And then my elbow was up here, which seemed different. And I felt like someone should look at it. So we went to the hospital uh, over here at St. Mary's. And uh, I signed in, you know, to the emergency room. And I was like, I just want to be clear. I'm dying currently. 
just so we're all on the same page. Uh, so if you want to get me in, that'd be awesome. And then I start judging everyone in the waiting room, like, have you done that, where you're just looking at people and you're like, yeah, you shouldn't be here. Like, you don't even look sick. You're like the picture of health. Out. I'm next. All you, out. And uh, I was in that mood, walking around. So they take me back. Uh, they do x-rays. They won't answer the question. I'm like, do you think it's broken? And they're like, well, let's wait for the x-rays. I'm like, well, I'm for sure it is, but whatever. So then they gave me drugs, which was so great, you guys. Um, it was great for me, but it was also great for small Jeff, who was there. Uh, he was in the waiting room. And apparently, I called him about every five minutes and was like, hey, Jeff. So I'm still back here. It's going pretty well. But I think it's broken. Just, but I think it'll be all right. And he's like, yeah, I know. This is the sixth time you've called me and told me the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, all right, as long as you're cool, then we're good. Um, so the, the doctor finally came in, and he goes, uh, well, you didn't just break your arm. And I was like, well, that's weird, because that's what hurts a lot. Um, and he goes, no, you broke the hell out of your arm. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say that, first of all. Um, but also, it, seem, it seems like that's really bad, uh, that I broke the hell out of it. And uh, so he said, well, what we'll do is we'll send you home tonight, and then uh, you can go see the orthopedic surgeon tomorrow and talk about your options, which was another weird thing, because I thought the option was to fix it, right? Like, I couldn't figure out what the other options were. And then he um, gave me a sling and said, you can just head home. And if you're thinking right now about a sling and how a sling works, <laughs> slings work great when you have this part of your arm, when you only have this part, I don't really do a whole lot. So the nurse helped me figure that out. Um, then I went home. And then here's where you're gonna be like, if you're in the medical profession or if you're like a human being, you're going to be like, this guy should be dead. And you're right. Uh, because I'm a very logical person, and I was on a lot of medication, which is not a great combo. Um, so it's like extended release morphine and oxycodone and like all of these major things, right? And I'm thinking, I have to take these at periods like four hours, eight hours, 12 hours, whatever. And I'm like, OK, it's about almost midnight. I should just do them all at the same time. Yep, bye. <laughs> because then it's like easy to remember, right? Oh, this one is supposed to do it four hours. I took them at midnight, so I should be good, right? So it felt really great for a little while. <laughs> I felt amazing. And then I started, I used to call them dreams. Now I know they were hallucinations. But stuff started like coming off the wall at me. And I wasn't scared or freaked out. I was just upset and like started scolding them. Like, no, 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 uh-uh, what are you doing? You get back on the wall, what are you, no, you're a picture, you hang on the wall, you don't come at me, get on the wall. Like, that's kind of how I was. And then um, I all of a sudden felt like I had all of, you know, footy pajamas that you wear when you're a kid, that you, they zip up from the foot all the way up? So I felt like I had a bunch of those on, <laughs> and I was really claustrophobic, and I was like, I gotta get out of these things. So I start like ripping them off, and I would rip it and pull it off, and there'd be another one. I rip it and pull it off, and I keep going and going, and suddenly I start to kind of come to and realize I was ripping all the bandages off my arm. That's what I did. 
It's like, oh no, this is bad. But I was embarrassed, so I just went in the bathroom and tried to like put it back together. And like doing anything in a mirror is hard enough when you're on a cocktail of drugs, right? But when you are, you're just like, this is impossible. But I feel like I'm doing great. <laughs> and so uh, in the morning, my wife took me to the to urgent care because I was dehydrated as I'll get out. And they thought, I think to this day when I went in, that they thought that I was, um, that I had recently had my arm amputated and that it was infected. <laughs> and so they all freaked out. And I had to be like, no, I'm just dumb. Sorry. I took a ton of medication all at once. Sorry. Um, so we did that. Um, and then the, one of the, my favorite follow-up visits, uh, I went in and the, the lady was doing just the normal stuff, right? Checking your pulse and your whatever else they check. Um, and she just, she just said, can I ask what happened to your arm? And I'm still thinking when I broke it, right? And so I just say, oh, I fell down two steps. <laughs> and she just goes, oh my God! It's like, are you serious? Two steps? That's insane! And I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, everything's fine. Like, I'm okay. Like, you're seeing... You know, and then finally I realized she thought that was why I had it amputated. So I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was born like this, but then I also broke it. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's crazy. I was like, I was wondering, like, he must have been dragged behind a car or something. <laughs> and I was like, dragged behind a car? Like, that's not even in my top ten of, like, guessing what happened. You know, like, train, shark attack. Like, there's a million things other than getting dragged behind a car that I would go with first. Uh, but it was great. We got through that. <laughs> she felt terrible, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, and then I had, like, 30-some staples in my arm. So I had to get those pulled out, which was awesome. But this girl was doing it. And she started off, and I was like, you know, tough guy. Yeah, it feels great. You're doing awesome. Love it. Put some more back in. Take those out. I don't care. Sounds awesome. So she gets like halfway, and then I'm like, yeah, maybe hurry it up. It's not as comfortable anymore. And so she says just so sweetly, like, not looking at me, she just goes, I'm actually pretty proud of myself for my first time. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I was like, oh, it's okay. And then I got all tough again, like, no, no, you are doing awesome. Like I said, put them back in. I don't care. Practice some more. You're great. Um, and so that is the story of... You probably can't see it from there, but I have this scar all along my arm, and I have a steel plate and seven screws in there holding me together. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? And so uh, that, is, that is my scar story, and thank you guys for listening. All right. Hey, thanks, Ryan, for sharing that story about how you slipped on some ice and broke your arm. Big thanks to Ryan, because the night he told that story... He actually hosted the event for me because I had to run the kitchen. Hey, maybe you're listening to this episode right now and you've always wished that you could make it to a Story Slam event, but you're either too busy or you don't live in Madison. You live far away. Well, good news. If you go to facebook.com slash Madison Story Slam on the third Saturday of every month, we do a live video stream of the event happening from the Wilmar Center. So come join us. Up next, it's Tyson Purcell. 
Let's see here. I've told this story uh, once before, and I don't really remember how I told it then, so it's going to be a little different. Uh, Let's think about it. Uh, Starts in summer 1996. My, really? All right. Uh, My eldest brother, Jeff, my eldest brother, Jeff, called my, my other brother, Trevor, And he said, Tyson was in a really bad car accident. His Chevy Cavalier crossed over the center line on Highway 12, coming back from Madison to Baraboo, and hit a semi with four tons of corn in it, head on. And Highway 12 is closed now. And his engine was sheared in two. And when the EMT got there, they had to pull back the roof of the car and break out a window to get at his body. And I know what you're thinking. I die at the end of this story. (laughs) Or at least that's what Trevor was thinking, because he was like, is he all right? And I just, oh yeah, he'll, he'll be, well, I mean, they're putting him in the helicopter. Um, I have about somewhere between 40 and 46 inches of scars on my body and the, the, uh, the crown jewel is right here. So uh, what happened was, I can balance on this leg kind of, um, what happened was is when my car crossed over the center line, did this accordion thing and it just kind of shrank and my leg bent underneath my seat and anybody like eat pudding in high school <laughs> with those plastic spoons and then you bend them and then that snaps and that middle part shoots out across the table at your friends That's what happened to my leg. So I was in the car with my then girlfriend, who then became my fiance, who then became my wife, who then became my ex wife. Um, (laughs) She's a great person, amazing co parent. But, uh, you know, we were in the car and in. You know, she took relatively minor energies compared to me. But when the EMT got there and he was looking in the car and they're like, he's like looking, trying to figure out what's going on because all they see is just me screaming. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong. So he did break out the back window and looked and underneath the seat, there's four sprigs of bone coming out at him. And the only thing that's holding my leg together is my calf muscle. And there's that artery that's right there. And that one was fine. Had that not been fine, I, you know, probably wouldn't tell suicide jokes uh, on stage. Anyways, um, I know, i got to get dark. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, so he looked at that, and he's like, that's pretty bad. And then he looked around, and he's like, we'll need that. So he picked up the piece of bone that was on the floorboard, and he put that in his pocket. 
And then they ripped the roof off, and they took the chair out, and then I got into the ambulance, and then they took me to the Sauk Prairie Hospital, and I was in a lot of pain. And at some point in time, my brain turned off because I also took a blow to my face, and I caved in a good chunk of my face. And uh, my brain just turned off. It was just too much pain. So I kept on kind of fading in and out, and and I'd wake uh, I'd wake up and be like, what happened? Like, you were in a car accident. Like, I feel terrible. Did I hit a truck? I'm like, yeah, you did. And they'd be like, was Amanda with me? I'm like, yes. And then I'd cry. And they'd be like, is she okay? And they'd be like, yes. And then I'd get happy. And then I'd be like, will she marry me? (laughs) And they're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then... Settle down there, killer. <laughs> and then I'd kind of pass out for a little while, and then five minutes would go by, and then I'd do it all over again. And I did that while they were putting me into the helicopter, and I'd never flown before, so that five-minute cycle also included, can I look out the window because I've never flown before? <laughs> I'm like, no. Settle down. So I went to University Hospital, bone grafts, skin grafts, muscle grafts, lots of surgery, two weeks, wheelchair, bone, like all sorts of stuff. But over the first couple days, I noticed that my mom, when she was there, I mean, she was obviously very concerned, but she was also, people would be quiet with me in the room. And I was on a clicker of morphine, which is fantastic. Because whenever you're feeling uncomfortable or painful, you just go, you're like, awesome. (laughs) And everything just fades away. Physical pain, emotional pain, any pain whatsoever. It's the best part about it. It's not like it gets you high. It just obliterates anything that's bad. I I think that's why people really like opiates. Um, But my mom was very hesitant. And it was like a couple days, and then she was like, because I'd taken a, a blow to the head, and they didn't know what my memory was like. And she was like, I want to know if you remember some things. I was like, and I had kind of a feeling what she was going to ask me about. She said, do you remember about Ryan? Because about a month before the car accident, my best friend had climbed a radio tower in Baraboo, Wisconsin, and fell off of it. I was like, click. So when it comes to scars, I do have, you know, three and a half feet. But like, the one scar that I really kind of, I mean, pains me. I mean, I like I walk with a cane sometimes. I limp. It. The scar that really kind of bothers me is that, like, you know, I was a stupid 19-year-old kid, and I didn't really tell my best friend how much I really cared about him. And that's the scar that I carry with me. Because I never got to tell Ryan I loved him. So, while I might get beat up, 
and you know have physical deformities and stuff it's about what you say not what you're left with all right thank you hey thanks so much tyson for sharing that story and letting us learn and grow from it and just being vulnerable enough to share it Big thanks to both Ryan Hack and Tyson Purcell and all of our storytellers that we ever hear from for sharing stories. You guys make this podcast possible and you make Story Slam possible. Listeners, if you want to see these stories, you can check the links in the description. There are YouTube links for both of these stories. And on that YouTube channel, you can find tons of stories, tons of videos of the stories, and uh, you should subscribe there and help us grow that channel. Also in the show notes, if you want to support what we're doing, one of the best ways that you can do that is click the link for merch. You can buy t-shirts, mugs, other things, and uh, it's, it's a good time. I'm actually currently wearing one of the new shirts. So, hey, just a reminder, Saturday, March 16th, the theme is Courage at the Wilmar Center in Madison, Wisconsin. An evening of stories and song because the first half is stories. The second half is stories in the form of song from Nicholas Blazina. If you want to hear him, just rewind the episode. You can hear a song. All right, that's it for me. Thanks again for listening. And as always, I love you.